You are listening to the Shit You Can't Make Up podcast, a conversation with friends, hosted by Marisol Sanchez. Hey, before we start the show, we have to remind you of our great, great sponsor, BetterHelp.com. Convenient, affordable, private online counseling, anytime, anywhere. BetterHelp.com. It's professional. All the counselors are licensed and accredited. It's affordable. Pay a low flat fee for unlimited sessions, and it's convenient. Do it at your own time and at your own pace. How easy is that? Check out BetterHelp.com. Now, let's go on with the show. Oh, hey, and one more thing before we get started. Explicit content ahead. Repeat, explicit content ahead. So if you are Marisol's kids, her kids' friends or parents, or anyone that goes to her kid's school, Walk away from the audio. Hit stop and go do something else. For everyone else, enjoy. Hello. Um, so I'm. Uh, this is take two on this podcast, which is kind of funny because my guest and I had already gotten really deep, <laughs> and um, there is technical technical difficulties. Um, it happened. <laughs> it happens a lot with me. <laughs> Um, but anyway, um, but let me introduce my guest. It's, uh, Cooper Beckett and, uh, he has his own podcast, um, life, lifestyle, what I'm going to hack this up. Um, all I keep thinking about is the word sw- <laughs> swingularity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, because it's one, like, I don't know if I have a processing issue, but it's a word where I always have to pause, like, I want to say it right, like, you, like, I'm cheering. Well, because you want to say singularity, that's why. (laughs) Um, Okay, I'm sorry, can you introduce yourself, because you do. Uh, Sure, sure. Uh, I'm Cooper Beckett, I'm the host of Life on the Swing Set, the podcast about non-monogamy, swinging, polyamory. I'm the author of three books, My Life on the Swing Set, A Life Less Monogamous, and Approaching the Swingularity. And I regularly speak and uh, teach on swinging, play parties, and uh, pegging, which is, a, <laughs> uh, I believe, what caught the attention of our illustrious host tonight. <laughs> I told you, intros are not, I, that's, I have to work on them. But you were, that was really good. And you're, uh, <laughs> Good job. Not my first rodeo. <laughs> Good job. Um, so what we were discussing, well, the way, um, I, a couple things. So I have to do one, I have to do my own in, in, a little uh, PSA. This conversation is um, going to be probably rated R. And so that means if you are related to me, stop. If you are <laughs> uh, one of my, you know, Girl Scout stop <laughs> if you literally i'm working with girls right now on their gold award like do not stop um their parents stop anyone who knows me in the in the content of being a mother this is not the podcast that you want to listen to or that i want you to listen to so um stop okay uh and that being said you know um i i i said to you that um Cooper. <laughs> yes. That um I feel like I could this conversation could be had um on three different levels. Like and there could be the rated PG thirteen, which is kind of gonna be this one. Um I could have the rated R and the rated X version with you of this conversation. But for for uh my audience we're gonna do PG thirteen or R I say R. Okay. R-ish, that's fair. R-ish. Yeah. R R ish. <laughs> Um, but, um, well, I, I, I think a good, uh, a good way to do this because I've done this kind of podcast, uh, intro before is that if you listen beyond this point, you've made a choice that doesn't reflect on, uh, <laughs> it reflects on the listener. So that choice is about you and therefore you cannot hold anyone else responsible for what you hear. Because you made the choice. Well said. Uh, I might ask you if I can just copy that. <laughs> See, that harkens back to like when I when I kept a journal in in high school. And I wrote on the first page that if anyone reads this journal, they cannot hold against me any of the content within because they are violating. 
the compact of the privacy of the journal. Yeah, I don't believe that would hold up in court. <laughs> no, it's not about I, I, I don't work my you know what happened? I I'm very I think in the aside that is in the background my dog who I will try to edit out as much of that. Um, he's <laughs> just here today and um he has a deep breathing yeah, his breathing is very deep. Hi, Jeffrey. Um, okay. So, no, no, it's just a warning because, um, here I live in a small southern town. I'm a mother of three. And, you know, um, I described this, this one way to my friend. For me, success would be if I am able to do this till my kids are out of school. Mm -hmm. Um, because then that's going to be a whole new show. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Where I can re revisit <laughs> the, you know, post 40s, uh, post divorce 40s, uh, single mom stories. Cause I have a lot and they're really funny. <laughs> and I could speak to things that you would probably find amusing. But, um, you mentioned how I, um, asked you to be on the podcast. And it was, it was two things. It was, we, the second one was a picture of you, a picture you posted on social media about, um, you were teaching a pegging class. And I just found that, um, yeah, I just I found that awesome. I mean, how many men have the confidence to, you know, just, <laughs> hey, I'm going to teach. That's awesome. I think it's awesome. It's very sex positive. I love it. But when that, when I saw that after, um, like a, the last couple weeks, you had been posting stuff about how you were feeling, you, you know, you, um, I'll let you describe it because you do it much more beautifully than I would, but you were in a bad place. This is the way I would describe it. We don't know okay. each other, um, but we, fo I follow you on social media and you were, I knew you were, you had the, this podcast. I knew you sex positive. Your content is, you know, um, I, I very sex <laughs> and very, uh, about your business kind of or your brand. And, um, but then in the last two weeks, I, I just noticed that you were having personally, um, a rough time. And I, mm -hmm. um, I reached out to you just about that because I felt it, you know, I felt I, I could understand I've been there. Um, and so I reached out to you and that had me thinking about you, know, just the connection of social media that, you know, that social media gets, um, has a lot of, a lot of negative connotations about it. But I also think, you know, we focus, we should focus a little bit on positive or probably more so than a little bit, but focus on the positive and connect, you can find connection. You can find, um, on social media where like, Oh yeah. You know, I, I don't know you. I, I, you know, but for a couple of days you were in my thoughts and prayers, you know, like oh. I hope this guy, you know, and, um, yeah. That's a, that's a cool thing about social media. Um, so I was thinking that I, I could see you were getting better. Um, and then you, when you, you took that picture, I was like, all right, that's a sign. <laughs> 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 I need to have him on the podcast. Um, so, you know, I could relate, um, because I, I've been depressed. Uh, I, the best way I could describe it or the fastest way I can describe it is the, I know myself to have suffered from depression as long as I've known myself. <laughs> um, so I'm very familiar, like those emotions that you were, uh, and you were, you know, you were very, um, I, I, I felt like you were just being very honest about how yeah. you were feeling. Uh, that's all I, I felt and that you were in pain. Um, and I could relate to that is basically what I'm saying is I could relate to that. Not today. Like, I was also telling you, it also kind of brought about this realization <laughs> that, it, you know, Thanksgiving's a few days away. And for me, this is the happiest I've ever been leading into a holiday season. Cause usually. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Usually I've been triggered. Like I, I would say I get triggered around my birthday, which is in July. And from July till about New Year's, it's a slide. Um, and that's a good chunk of the year right there. <laughs> yeah, but that's I so but I've been working on it like in you know I hate that I screwed up the beginning of that last conversation but something that you said 
you know, um, in the first attempt of the recording was that, um, you've just started to, you wanted to destigmatize depression, um, or mental illness and you were talking about it. Um, yeah. So, you know, go talk about that a little bit. Well, you know, it's, I, I've dealt with depression for most of my adult life and I, I'm very familiar with the ebbs and flows of depression. And I've noticed that a lot of my friends and a lot of my extended, uh, social network and social community, uh, experience variants on either seasonal or, or regular wave depression like I have. And I, yeah, you know, I recognize that most of the world who doesn't suffer from actual depression just thinks it's something you can walk off or why don't you just try thinking about happy things or it's like know. people who, <laughs> yeah, it's like people who don't have migraines yeah. think it's just a headache, but it's not. Yeah. It could actually take you out. You know, you, you, you'd be done for the day. Uh, so depression is, you know, that we have, we have multiple stigmas here because you're not supposed to be sad. You're not supposed to talk about how you're being sad. You're supposed to be positive. So there's a stigma about even expressing your feelings that are not happy. But then there's also the stigma of uh, mental illness, which is what depression is. And mental illness is something you actually have to get treatment for. It can be talk therapy, it can be uh, medication, it can be a number of things, but there's actual treatment so you can't just smile a little bit more and then it'll go away because that's not how it works. And so there's, there's this weird push and pull because by acknowledging the fact that depression is mental illness you take it out of the well nobody cares about it because it's just being sad realm and you put it into the oh dear god you're mentally ill that means you're crazy realm so there's this push and pull that all of us are trying to find out uh who who deal with this on a semi-public fashion because awareness is so important but the only way awareness comes is by seeing people you know and love and care about being mentally ill and getting treatment for it. Yeah, I I mean, uh, you know, would I – my realization on depression or my – the way I look at it is um, it's, you know, very unique. Like, it, it's almost like a fingerprint. Um, uh, yeah. It's no one's is going to be exact. Like it's not a, a black red situation. You know, it's not a 50 50. It's not a duality. It's infinite. Um, everyone's depression is unique to their life experience, their chemical biology. Um, their many, I mean, emotional <laughs> background. There's, in, it's infinite. You, so to me, it's like, um, it's almost like a, um, um, that to me, in my opinion, is that, you know, a lot of people have, um, some form of depression. Um, right. And I mean, I, I am not going to quote pharmaceutical numbers or anything, but I'm sure you do Google search and, um, you know, it, there's I, I I would bet the numbers are just ridiculously high. Yeah. Um and anecdotally I would say it's high. I wouldn't say I would I wish you know, a couple things I wish about the thought of depression or the labeling of depression is, you know, that it's a either or kind of situation because I think it's a like a spectrum kind of deal. Um right. and um I don't know, but I, I do feel that, um, one of, the, you know, it's a tool, like the whole personal journey is kind of figuring out your toolbox and figuring out what it is that you personally need to be it medication, be it, um, talk therapy, be it, um, going to yoga, meditation, you know, whatever it takes for that personal, that person, um, to, 
basically, you know, figure their shit out, that <laughs> it's individual. And, and that's why I get kind of like flabbergasted that there's any kind of stigma to it. And I've been open about it sure. for, you know, from, I probably, as soon as I really realized what it was, um, I've been open, I think. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I would say so. Um, but so I, anyway, I, that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, um, was also that about the social media. Did you feel that in this, that you've gotten pos- positive, like, you know? Well, I mean, on, on my social media, I'm part of a very, um, insular group and most of them suffer from depression really where i'm doing most of my outreach and discussion of mental illness and depression is on my uh less public social media the one with my family and uh you know sharing sharing mental illness and sharing the stigma there has been um Rather eye-opening how many people are responding to that as, as yeah, me too, yeah. You were saying, you were talking about not – let me repeat it back and see if I understood it correctly. You okay. are um, being very public and open on your social media that is a specific market or, or group. Yeah, I have my I have my outward facing social media and I have my inward facing social media. And my inward facing social media is my day to day friends, my family, and being more open there is more difficult, uh, but it's more necessary because there is the area where. You know, there there can easily be an echo chamber in social media, especially on Twitter, because the people who follow you tend to think the same as you, exactly. and they reinforce the things you say, which make you start to feel like, well, everybody feels this way, so clearly it's not a problem. But that's not the truth, because everybody doesn't feel this way, and there is a problem, and that's really what we're trying to work through. And that's why we talk about depression on, you know, in, on a big picture basis. Yeah. And that's why we talk about non-monogamy on a big picture basis, because not everybody understands or, or even is aware. I because know. It, it, for yeah. my generation, it's, it's still so, such a, a foreign concept. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think the first time I ever heard of the, idea of it or the concept of it um it was because of dan savage and his podcast like he oh yeah just he you know if there was like a school of um <laughs> educating <laughs> the masses it, it would start there um for me and that's the first time i heard about it i there's so many different ways we can have this conversation we talk about you know the internal or the the different ways depression you you just you're open with depression because that's personal mm-hmm. again you know it's personal decision for you it's your journey you know what i mean uh your sure, family yeah. is your family they got there to you know what i'm saying like we could just that's like a whole episode we could have <laughs> yeah absolutely um but i want to talk about social media because i think it's very interesting what you said i thought it was a great point that you made about uh twitter because I'm not a very, I'm not, that's where I follow you and I'm not a Twitter. I, I barely put anything up there other than just a notification that I have something new up. Um, cause I had a badge mm-hmm. or I retweet like Twitter's where I go to when I'm feeling, <laughs> um, upset about something that I read, saw on the news. Um, mm-hmm. and I, it's where because where i i don't post i try really hard now not to post political stuff on my personal things not because i'm afraid of the discussion just because i don't want to have the discussion i already you know like i've already learned my lesson there like my beliefs are my beliefs i got to my beliefs how i got to my beliefs and right i you know if you're angry and you're looking for a fight (laughs) oh there's a fight for you then. there's you know and I'm not going to change anyone's opinion by, I, I know this, like I, I've told you, I live in Wilmington, North Carolina, you know, I'm 
this crazy liberal from Miami. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have seen and, and learned that over the years, um, that trying to recruit people politically in any way does not work. It's a, it's like religion. <laughs> it's, or, or like the, anything. It's a personal journey to sure. figure out your shit. And, um, so Facebook, my personal Facebook, um, I, you know, I, I posted something about Trump and his response to Puerto Rico and I was so upset. Um, and it was how I just went, it was like a year's worth of anger on, on that post. And the comment section just was literally just devolved into friend versus friend. Yeah. Cause I have friends who did vote for him and, and they're going through their own shit, you know, <laughs> like, like they're dealing with their own emotions about everything well you know i some very few that i i know most people seem to have really dug in their heels um i think you know i think it's such a disservice to constantly um i mean to wake up you don't you have to give people space to admit a mistake sure and they haven't been given a moment to breathe not only by our actions, but by anyone's actions. It's the, the the last year has been an emotional, everyday what the fuck. Um, yeah, you know it really. I I my my thoughts on Trump have literally become. He's made me more spiritual. Like he's made me believe that something is much greater at foot. Like this whole you know, like you you said me too in in about depression, people reaching out to you. And there's the Me Too campaign about, you know, everyone on sexual abuse. Yeah, I just feel like everything, there's like this, you know, much more um, bigger things at play that then I can understand. I don't know what it is. I'm not claiming to. But if you just kind of step back and look down, you're like, shit. (laughs) People, you know, emotions are running high. Even like, mm-hmm. if you look at nature, nature is like crazy right now. You know, look at the n- number of storms. You know, it's 30 wow. degrees one day. It's 80 <laughs> the next. It's like everything's just, a, you know, I, I'm getting woo-woo. Let me, <laughs> let me bring myself down. But I just want to talk about so- the social media stuff to me is yes so weird. Like Instagram's my social media. That's the one I enjoy the most. And I, I'm just a person that basically finds a meme or whatever you call it that I find funny and write to it. Or if I'm right. posted a blog or have a podcast, something that's related to it. That, But that's my favorite medium to interact with people. I um, think Instagram's the friendliest of all of them as well. Probably, yeah. And then Facebook is a very strange, my Facebook page for the, for the podcast because the interaction's very, like, weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or did, I don't know if weird's the word. I, I don't want to be insulted, but it's, um, I don't know. Um, and then my personal Facebook is really just like a scrapbook, a digital scrapbook of what, you know, my kids <laughs> sure um or connecting with fa- or family and whatever um but i do i think social media gets this really bad rap and yes we're all addicted to our phones and you know, there's things we should discuss but i also think there's great things about social media oh i do i do firmly believe that i mean social media is the it's it is an evolution of our uh, the way we interact as a society and it's an amplifier. Yeah. And so it amplifies wonderful things and it amplifies horrible things. You know, the ice bucket challenge was amplified by social media and brought in so much money. Yeah. The uh, woman's march on Washington was all about social media and was fantastic. And the, the thing about it is we, we've developed it's like the discovery of fire. You know, we, we, can, we can create this incredible force that can do wonderful things like cook food for us and boil water and all these amazing things that we absolutely need. And then we can also accidentally burn down our village. 
And I think social media is that. We just have no idea how to wrap our minds around it yet. We're starting to. We're starting to understand what we can and can't do, what we should and should not do. But right now, what social media is doing is it is exposing this horrific underside of our society. Specifically, the uh, like most notably right now, all the um, the abusive, powerful men are being exposed as abusers, and that's only possible because of social media. And so, right now, the wound is being ripped wide open. And it's festering and it's horrible. And every day feels like a slog where we see these things that we wish we could unsee. Yeah, I caution people. Like, part of something I've been repeatedly saying lately is I, I'm not saying, suggesting ignorance. I'm not saying not paying attention. I am suggesting for everyone's mental health, um, back away. Like, <laughs> back away. And, and True. Your con- beak, like... I'm ba- taking it very basic. Um, what you? But we can- all need self care. Well, yeah. What you consume with your eyes, with your ears, what you're constantly consuming. Uh, if you just watch the news for a little bit, if you're just your your feed just has a little bit of information, you are consuming negative, 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 negative. Ne- like you, if you have a four to one ratio that you need four positive things for one negative comment, I don't know if this is true. I'm not a doctor. I read it in <laughs> one of my numerous self-help books that I've read, but let's just say yeah. that that ratio is accurate. Four to one. What do you think most people, when you include social media, TV and everything are probably consuming a thousand to one, you know, negative sure. to positive. And that I think, um, you know, adds to depression, adds to mental illness. So I, I'm not saying it's a cure hall. I'm just saying we all should be very careful with how much we're consuming because we are able to your point, customize, you know, our own, what, who we follow, what we follow. That's probably why I like my Instagram because I basically follow a bunch of like positive shit. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and, and that's the, the, the thing about it is it's, it is absolutely something we need to maintain our self-care. It is absolutely true. Um, I, I feel like we are, we are at a weird point of catharsis and catharsis is violent and catharsis is mean and dark and angry because that's how it works. And so this is, this is abrasion right now. We are feeling the effects of years and years and years of ignoring this corrosive element of our society. Or, or, and, and, or. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have also ignored um, us, our, our, our own connection to, um, something higher, something better. Like when I tell you that the Trumps, I'm a, I'm a reformed, I used to be an atheist for most, you know, since probably age of 15 after Mm. a very fundamentalist Christian upbringing. So I (laughs) am now like, I, when I say Trump has literally made me a more spiritual person because I knew he could be a massive trigger on so many ways, you know, for me that I was, the worst depression I ever had, I think, was more when the Bush one, Bush uh, senior or junior one. And, you know, I long for those days. <laughs> but Trump has not, has not been a trigger for me. I mean, I got, I was sad. I was upset. I was blown away by his election. But since about inauguration, I, he has not been a trigger for me. And, but I'm also very wary of how much of that I consume. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, and that's for me. And again, it, it, there's no blanket. You know, like I said about depression, it's a tapestry and everyone has its own, you know, their own yarn pattern and everything. So, mm-hmm. uh, but for me, you know, this whole like, like the sexual, the me too, uh, that campaign, every day something's coming out. And I'm at a point now where it's like, all right, you know, I, 
I'm more anxious to make sure that women feel like they can still come out if they need to. Uh, but mm-hmm. it, it feels like, like you, you said it, it feels to me, it feels like there's a cleansing going on. People are, just, oh, there, you know, there is, there's layers of shit that, you know, the, you were all kind of letting go. And I think people should be aware of that, you know, be, be aware of, um, that vibe, that's energy. I sound like such a fun. If you've listened to any of my past podcasts, I don't sound this woo woo. This is new. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I think the, what, what I'm hearing is that the, the value in understanding what's going on is tremendous, yeah. but also the value in knowing your limits as a consumer of this content in the world uh, because there is only so much you can take before it literally consumes you. There, there is only so much. Yeah. And, every, and everyone's triggers as, are different, you know? Yeah. And as a, a, a massive depressive, I know that the, the troubles of the world eat away at me probably more than anyone I know. So seeing it is understanding what is actually hurting me and I could walk away. You know, that is always a choice. I, I don't think that I don't, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a pure, I think, let me, it, I think where I'm at at this point in my life is I'm not a purist in anything. As I get older and the more I, you know, learn and study and just grow, I feel like, um, purist in any in anything from sexuality if you're a purist or in monogamy or, or everything that's like it's only it, it's one way or the other way is generally mm-hmm. wrong everything seems to be infinite possibilities yeah and that's like i had this big aha moment this year personally where i had that thought where you know spirituality is like that it's not one way or another way there's no absolute way it's such an individual journey to to it you know um Mm -hmm. and that's new for me but i think it's also helped me with you know just as a side note to other people or to anyone it i think that journey me connecting with spirituality has also helped me with my toolbox and probably one of the biggest ways um not to get you know too preachy (laughs) but but i'm not even you know uh a christian or or i'm not saying any god or anything i don't know what you want to call it nature um that's my dog he's now (laughs) he's like he's my like you're getting too woo woo mommy (laughs) (laughs) you need to shut up i don't know i i i guess what i'm trying to say to anyone who may suffer um or does suffer from depression I'm not saying get spiritual, I'm not saying get religious in any way, definitely not religious, but sometimes I feel uh, the connection that made me more depressed, I didn't realize I missed it until I have it now, which is this connection of like, there's something much greater going on than I can even comprehend. Like, I don't know what it is. I can't give you a label to it, but just like everything else might be infinite possibilities for sure, this greater thing is infinite. And- <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, uh, I, unfortunately, I think I take the exact opposite is that I see all the horrors and the very idea that there's a reason for it is so depressing to me that I would much rather believe that there is no reason that it's all chaos and random. Yeah. And, and actually there was, um, the the comedian Patton Oswalt, whose wife died last year, uh, his wife was a really excellent crime writer and investigator, so a very logical and, and literal person. And he said that he he would have conversations about what does it mean, you know, about um, could there be a god and all that. And she was never one to believe any of of that. And she said, well, ultimately, it's all chaos. So what we have to do is be kind to one another. And I love that message. That message is amazing. Mm-hmm. And ta- and uh, just taking that and extrapolating, the world around us is chaos at the moment, whether we believe there's a reason or not. But I never said anything about reason. 
No, no, I know. Okay. I know. Uh, I, I just feel like a lot of spirituality comes around to connection and reason, connection and, and purpose, connection and higher, connection and and that's what I get from no, spirituality. Uh, that's why I can't get on board my, most. My, yeah, my personal spirituality is actually internal, which is funny because you just said be kind and that's the name of my personal company is be kind to yourself. My spirituality <laughs> takes it internally, um, not external actually, but in me that like if yeah. I, you know, treat myself as a spiritual being if i'm kind to myself if i i'm as good i'm going to be as nice to someone as um i can be to myself you know right and it's not it's it was the opposite for me i was always very nice i think to people it's not nice to myself um and i think my so yeah no i i I just wanted to correct you a little bit because I'm not saying there's a reason there. I can't explain the reason for things to happen. Um, mm-hmm. I just had this, like for me personally, moment a, a few weeks ago. You know, I had a brother who um, was killed when I was nine, and I, I talk a lot about that, or I write a lot about that because it was a very traumatic moment in my childhood, and it really was a the page turner for a lot that happened in my childhood relationship with my sure. mom. Just a big thing in my life. And up until recently, it was, I understood that his death had to happen for everything to happen, all the bad, all of it to happen. Mm -hmm. Those were all blessings because they, I grew from all of that to who I am. And I kind of love myself now. Could not have said that to you three years ago. Could say I like myself. Oh, yeah. And then five years ago, I certainly did not like myself or love myself. But um, I see, I didn't mean to get so deep <laughs> with you no, on, it's fine. on spirituality or anything. I certainly, I did not know that was going to come up on this podcast. Sure. Um, in my notes was connection, social media, and swingers. So, so <laughs> <laughs> let's move over to swingers. Um, I, so how did you, how did, you know, where you're in, I, I want to say, are you in California or the Northeast? I'm in Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of people that listen to my show are in North Carolina. <laughs> so be gentle with us. <laughs> um, be gentle with how. how I, I will be very gentle. Um, how, when did you have that moment of realization that monogamy may not be the end all be all way? I'm of the belief that we all have these moments in life where we look at someone who's not our partner, who's not our spouse, and we look at them and we think, wow, they would be really wonder, wonder what it'd be like to be with them, to touch them, to kiss them, to do whatever. And I'm keeping it PG-13 for you here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and we all feel that. And... Uh, our our society and media have turned that into the, the biggest sin. You know, we can't talk about this with our partner because that would lead to jealousy, because that would lead to fights, because what what do they have that I don't have? But it's not about that. <laughs> it's 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 um, yeah. I, I escalation happens way too quickly there. Yeah, and so that's conditioned. In my opinion, that's con- we've oh we were without conditioned. Question. To think, I mean, I never even had the idea or concept was never even, even having read, you know, a lot of old texts (laughs) and understanding that at some point polygamy and and a lot of religions um, was used, I still, the idea of not being monogamous did not enter my mind in any other way than a negative connotation um, till way into my 30s um well if we if we all have this idea if we all have this these feelings occasionally and we started talking about them really the the whole thrust of everything that i teach is the value of communication and learning about yourself it's not about other people it's not about sex it's not about uh orgies it's not about all these these splashy things it's about learning about you and learning about you in ways that you would never explore because you've been taught not to explore them yeah and i also think it's um 
I think you know, especially with with you know technology, like do let's do a little research. <laughs> do a little research, and you know, I I think it would people's minds could be open at a faster rate. Um, right. A lot of uh, I I believe you know if you've ever read or watched any of Brene Brown's stuff. Um, she talks a lot about the power of shame, how shame is, you know, really fucked up. It leads to a lot of, I think, unhappiness slash, you know. Oh, without question. And there's so much shame surrounding sex. Just the, um, not even like let, we can't even walk our way till, you know, uh, a non-monogamous lifestyle. I'm talking just with basic sex life. Uh, but right. to me, when I was when I thought, oh, that's a new perspective. Let me do a little. Let me think about it. Let me um, uh, explore it. Uh, it. Then it made total sense to me because it's like, if we're gonna be honest, if we're gonna be real, and we're gonna be authentic, to pretend that you're never gonna look at someone else and think, hmm, <laughs> I wonder. Exactly. I wonder how that would be. And maybe for a lot of people, they don't. And maybe their their sex drive is very low. Like, I'm not shaming them for that. I don't think everyone is. But like I, I describe in so many things, if life is, you know, a spectrum or if there's an infinite number of degrees people could be sexual, um, yeah, like monogamy is <laughs> does not sound like of all the options you could have, which I think that's a thing that mainstream doesn't understand. I think they think it's like you said, sex parties and, you know, all the craziness. I know people who are not monogamous who have some of the greatest relationships. I, um, that works for them and, and each of their relationships, it's like snowflakes or fingerprints, completely individual. Right. It works for them because, you know, one of them, uh, I know one couple, one, um, of the partners was sick. And, um, it just worked for them that what happened with them was a beautiful story, you know, like, sure. and every, it's so individual. Um, you know, <laughs> that's my opinion. <laughs> when the thing about, uh, about non-monogamy, the value of non-monogamy, if we want to boil it down to its essentials is that most people who practice it and practice it as swingers or polyamorous or any other level of non-monogamy uh, subscribe to the belief that no one person can be everything to us. And that expectation actually can be corrosive to relationships. You know, there it is. It is unreasonable to expect that the person you randomly meet and go on a few dates with and then get fall in love with is the perfect person to meet all your needs. And for some people, it works, but for most people, it doesn't. And that's why we have a high divorce rate, and that's why we have so much cheating, and all. Those of us who uh, who subscribe to ethical non-monogamy want people to consider is that before you get divorced, before you start cheating, before you're walking around, you know, talking to your high school sweetheart behind your your partner's back, why don't you just start having a conversation? Because I was shocked when I had a conversation with my partner saying, I want to fuck other people. And she said, you know what? I want to also. And we were both repressing it because we're from the Midwest and you just don't talk about shit like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I took us to R-rated. I think, oh, you can totally right. curse. I mean, the name is okay. shit you can't make up. My, my okay. the, the thing is, if I know you haven't listened to myself. My shit's not woo-woo. This The fact that woo-woo happened on this podcast is really <laughs> fucking hilarious. No, I, no I've, I've talked. It's Go ahead. Okay. Okay, good. But and so – you know, we we want people to to realize that monogamy isn't the only option because we all thought it was. And when monogamy is not working, you get divorced and you find new monogamy. That's that's the way life worked. And so the recognition that that is not the only option, that there are other options, is a mind blower for most people. It's overwhelming. It's terrifying, and it's very easy to quickly judge. 
yeah. as as being well they're just sluts they just want to have sex with a lot of people or they are selfish and they they want to uh, you know they they can't make it work the way I've been making it work, you know, and there's a lot of that too. It's like I've worked my way through my relationship problems. And then there are these people out here just going around having all the fun and doing all the things. And, you know, I do not believe in any way that non-monogamy is somehow more elevated or enlightened than monogamy. The one thing I do believe without question is that people in non-monogamous relationships have had more communication and more honest communication than most people in monogamous relationships. Because that moment where you go to your partner and say, I can't be monogamous anymore, is the most terrifying and huge moment of honesty. Brutal, brutal honesty. And most relationships never experience moments of brutal honesty like that. Yeah, I, I, uh, do you mind if I interject? Yeah, Uh, I was, I was going to say, um, I think this is one of these issues that if we understand it's going to fall on generational lines, like there's certain, there's a generation that's just like that they're not going to, it's just done. (laughs) They're not going to grow on this subject and there's the younger generation which like i have a 15 year olds um you know and i laugh about now i laugh about you know gay marriage and um you know transgender all that because i'm like the younger generation is so good on this they're so good on these issues mm-hmm. that it it it's gonna doesn't not that it doesn't matter what my generation says or does but we're good we're evolving we are evolving yeah. in that. And I think, you know, there, I already kind of think the pendulum sw- swung a little bit with that younger generation where, you know, everyone's like, Miley Cyrus said, you know, she's pansexual or this or that. And, you know, I've never heard, I had never heard that before. And now you hear it all the time. And sort of, I'm sort of like, you know what? I'm not dismissing what anyone thinks they, they are. But all I know is at 15, I sure as fucking did not have a clue. So no, absolutely. Before, before you all want to label yourselves, just just take a breath. That's all. That would be my only suggestion. Well, but- yeah, and, and isn't that wonderful to be to be accepting of exploration? Yeah, you I- know, my my journey in non monogamy started when I thought I was done growing and changing. At the ripe old age of twenty nine, I thought I was who I would be for the rest of my life. But don't you believe in evolution? Well, I do. So don't you think we're but, constantly but I evolving? But I didn't. I didn't think adults did that anymore. I thought that was you. You become who you are, and then that's who you are. And opening up changed the game for me because it made me realize that number one, this thing I believed about myself, monogamy, was incorrect. And so if that was incorrect, what else is incorrect? And it, it forced me to look and really dig deep and, and brought me to a much, much greater understanding of myself and the fact that I'm still learning new and different things about myself, you know, years later. And that's wonderful. And I wouldn't trade that, you know, non-monogamy was the greatest choice I ever made in my life, the greatest conscious choice. Because it led to so much else, and it led to new ways of looking at myself and the world and people around me, and it led to new empathy and new understanding. And it's it's wonderful, and I wouldn't trade it for a moment. You know, I'm feeling a lot of that lately with um, being open. Like, this mm-hmm. is a new one for me, too. Um, it, to your point about, you know, just... Um, constantly growing and changing. And, you know, when I say that, I'm not saying that people need to grow, um, into a non-monogamous rel- I'm not advocating, you know, a teach. Sure. Again, it's a personal thing, just like everything. <laughs> Politics, spirituality. It's, you know, everyone's individual, um, journey to figure out. I do definitely wish we could just open up the conversation. I think my generation, the 44 year olds need to realize that the younger generation, 
is evolving and not at a much faster rate. So unless you all want to be angry (laughs) (laughs) grandparents, y'all need to, you know, realize that this is, you know, I see it just in, I remember it was just a couple of years ago. I think it was on scandal. There was a three way by consent. Mm -hmm. Um, or not by consent. It was a girl to male three-way but no was it yeah i believe so anyway but it was a three-way that it wasn't in like a negative connotation and it was like part of the storyline and i was like what the fuck (laughs) because i'm of course i'm sitting there watching it with my kids and i was like what like it it's it's permeating our our conversation more and more you know oh yeah transgender there's a i feel i mean i know it it sounds um counterintuitive when you think of you know everything that's going on in the world and who our president is and everything like this i don't actually think we're devolving i think we're evolving i think like you said earlier or in one of the versions of this podcast about um, (laughs) (laughs) about um everything's painful right now i think we're in this big evolutionary jump where people are we're going through shit shit is going on there is a clearing going on and you know um I don't know. I, I have faith that it's going to be good, um, but I, I think. Oh, and I, I I agree. I think we are we are seeing two very different things happening at the same time, and we are seeing uh, the wealth of negativity sort of burning these big, I hope, final flares, and we're seeing the dawn of. The, the reality that you can put these things back in the box. The thing is, once, once you understand that something exists, you will always know it exists. So once you understand that there are alternatives to monogamy, you can never know, not understand that again. And that's what's changing the world because. And you know, the sexual teenagers- world. Let's not. <laughs> oh, I, Let's I not. believe. No, I believe that everything comes down to sex every every war every religious issue always comes down somehow to sex and that's why i believe the most important thing in the world is good reality-based sexual education hmm. because well, it's very, about that's a very passionate statement well, it's, it's about, have, it's about repression on that sex. One a bit. It's about it's uh, like l- look at most of the wars. I would, I would are argue everything's but, about love, but go ahead. No, no, no. I'm, I mean, the the valuable things in life are all about love. But if you look at you look at religious wars, they're they're fought about sex. You look at uh, it's it's sexual oppression. It's uh, the 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 major cultural conflicts in our society are abortion and gay rights. That's sex. All ultimately the big division between the right and the left in our society is sex period. And it's because of a lack of education, like the, the appalling. Like, can I repeat it back to you to make sure I understand you? Yeah. Okay. I'm not trying to challenge you. I'm trying to, no, no, no. please challenge me. <laughs> Are are you saying that basically, like I, the way I'm hearing it is that you're saying that the cause of a lot of all strife in the world is to people being super repressed. You know, in a way, I th- I think. A or are greater- you saying like literally everything is about sex? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, it's I I can I can. As as simple as I can make it. <laughs> oh boy, this is going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. So I I grew up Catholic. Almost every sin comes down to sex. Almost everything. Yeah, I, for, I was I was Catholic too. So I, I get just it. about everything, right? And which means that most of what the Catholic Church is judging is sex. So most of the repression that the Catholic Church is holding is sexual. And if it's not about 
actual physically having sex. It's about your gender because no female priest. It's about the repression uh, and the problems in the Catholic Church are about lack of sex because priests can't have sex so that they act out and they, they molest children. It it's all comes from a repressive attitude about sex. Okay. And I believe that education is the solution to that. I would argue that you're absolutely 100% right. I would just say that it's equal to other things. Like sex education is the the right sex education, not what we have even remotely pretending. Like all we basically have, I'm going to tell you as a parent, is a permission slip to basically say <laughs> the same shit you were taught when you when I was in high school, maybe even a little less. <laughs> like it's not there's no I mean they don't discuss masturbation, they don't discuss anything. The pleasure Pleasure. Yeah, they don't discuss pleasure. Like, I honestly think every everyone would be better off. Um, like, I'm still shocked every fucking time a woman tells me, and I, I do get this. I mean, I don't know how many times, but I've heard it enough times when they tell me that they can't masturbate or they not masturbate that they don't orgasm. I was like, I, I really, I one day I'm, I want to be successful enough to like have a foundation just to like. <laughs> you know, send yeah. vibrators to women and be like, masturbate, like, know your body, know it. The better you know your own body, trust me, it does not matter what he looks like, what the size is, nothing. If you know your body, you will by definition have the best sex of your life. Um, but that's just, you know, my opinion. <laughs> In my humble no, opinion. I agree. So, so I think sex education and I think sex and repression are definitely huge problems. I would just, maybe push back a little that it might not be the biggest <laughs> of all the problems <laughs> because I think I think it all comes down to what you said um, earlier which is being kind to yourself like I honestly think if we all just need to be nicer to ourselves uh, like sure. just let's start there just literally get all Michael Jackson look at the man in the mirror and just there just just try to fix that try to like you said, you know, um, when you when you had that moment, that you know, aha moment with monogamy, it, it that aha moment shows up for people in different ways. Doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be about sex. Like mine showed up in in my divorce. You know, you have this moment where you're going to be like, all right, I'm going to look at every fucking thing that I have been taught to believe that I know for sure. Everything that I believe a hundred percent, I'm going to now look at that. <laughs> and right. research and, you know, pray, meditate, whatever, you know, that's not how it was back in the day, but it is now what, how, whatever way you have to, to look at your personal belief system. Um, sure, and yeah. if, until you do, you are going to be swayed and triggered uh, by everything that goes on, you know, um, and politics and Twitter and, and everything like that. Um, anyway, we uh, covered a lot. See, we covered a lot. Yeah, we did. <laughs> In a very short period of time. And I knew, that's what I was saying, I knew this was not going to be a one podcast <laughs> time. And um, I, again, if I'm still doing this six years from now, when my kids are all out of the house, oh, there's some conversations we could have. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming. I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm glad you're oh, being Oh, my pleasure. Um, I am also glad I'm feeling better. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Um, and uh, you want to give your social media, your sure. books, your links? You'll do yeah, you can. Uh, you'll do it better than you me. can. <laughs> you can find me on uh, cooperSBeckett.com and on most social media as Cooper S. Beckett. I am most ranty and political on Twitter. So if you'd rather not have that, Facebook and Instagram are good options for you. <laughs> um, you can buy my books at cooperSBeckett.com or on Amazon. Uh, all three of them have audiobooks on Audible. Um, you can find me pretty much anywhere, and I'm very accessible. So if you want to, uh, if you want to challenge me or ask a question, I am happy to engage. Um, well, I hope I didn't challenge. I didn't mean to challenge you. you no, 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 no. You. <laughs> When when people say shit like the own the most important thing is, you are right to challenge them. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I'm gonna um put I'm gonna put this up this 
week, actually, I think this might be a special two week uh, podcast, but the funny thing is, um, the other podcast I'm putting up, I'm not going to promote or anything. So it's mm. only for people that subscribe. They're the only ones that are going to know, um, okay. that it's going up because I podcast for the first time under the influence of about six or seven Moscow mules. So, oh my. <laughs> So, if that podcast interests you, um, you know, subscri- <laughs> subscribe <laughs> on iTunes or whatever platform you use. All right. Um, thank you. Thank you for everyone who listened. Um, thank you for um, Cooper for coming on. That was fun. And I, I would love to have you back on at some point because, I, I, you know, there's, I'm sure, more conversation to be had here. Happy to come back. Just All let right. me know. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Marisol, and make sure you listen to her every week by hitting the subscribe button, and by all means, share the blog and the podcast with your friends and family. Want more Marisol? Check out her blog at shityoucantmakeup.com, or find her on Instagram at Marisol Podcast. Or, of course, just like all the people you went to high school with, Marisol's on Facebook as well. I'm Sean, the producer, and you can hear me on Dadson, D-A-D-S-O-N, all one word, podcast, where a son and a father talk about different things that's going on in life. You can find us on Instagram as well. Hey folks, we'll see you next time.